When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. So hear me out. It's free. My father-in-law always says... The only thing better than cheap is free. So take advantage of it. There's a creation tool that allows you to record and edit from your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all the podcast platforms out there. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to know to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm. To get started. Hello, Razorback fans, and welcome to another fabulous episode of the Hawk Talk Podcast. We just wanted to say thank you for downloading and listening to what myself, Ty Hudson, Jacob, and our producer Porter all have to say on all things Razorback Athletics. For those of you on iTunes or Spotify, wherever, however you're listening to our content, if you would please leave behind a written review and, I don't know, maybe give us some star power, that'd be excellent. We'd really appreciate it. Thanks again from your boys here at the HTP. Also, please don't hold what you hear on the podcast against us. We sometimes like to drink before we record. Okay, all right. Sometimes I like to drink before, during, and after we record. Go Hogs! Yo, what's going on, Arkansas Razorback fans, SCC fans everywhere? Welcome to the one and only Hawk Talk podcast. Uh, this is episode 43, and uh, I am your typical Friday host. We're recording this. Actually, we're recording it Wednesday night, but you know, by the time you guys get this, it's already going to be over with, but we wanted to say a special happy Thanksgiving from, from myself, Porter, and of course, Jacob. Uh, so yeah, happy, happy Turkey Day. Hope you guys had a good one yesterday. Um, I've got a lot of plans. I've already had three Thanksgivings. How how's your week going so far? You're up in Michigan, Porter. How's that going, buddy? Man, it's it's been cold, rainy. I mean, it is insane. Yeah, uh, my my wife's family's up in Michigan. We are actually in the town of Bangor, which is near uh, South Haven, uh, right on Lake Michigan. So wow. about a thirteen hour drive. So we drove all night with the kids and. Uh, that's the best if you have kids anybody any of our fans you have kids that's the best time to travel is overnight because they're not asking you you know 20 million questions or you're not having to stop 40 million times so we we got here and we're having a good time we we went to destin florida uh god how long ago was that my buddy jr got married down there on the beach in destin gorgeous by the way but that was um if i remember right about 12 to 13 hours and we didn't have kids then and it was pretty it was an awesome drive it really was and uh, going down to that part of the 
to that part of the country was gorgeous, but I couldn't imagine making that trip with kids. But you did it overnight, so at least you're smart about it. Yeah, and and we had we've been to this year. We've been to uh, Myrtle Beach, which that was an 18 hour drive. And you know, we, I've I've got a son who you know he wants to say, "Hey, Dad," about you know you know like the the Simpsons. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? You know. <laughs> yeah. You know, we we counted in about a two and a half hour period of my dad. My my son said, "Hey, Dad," about 24 times. <laughs> so you know, it, it's just it's one of the things. So we gave him some melatonin and. Excuse me, I'm not trying to, you know, endorse melatonin, but it, it worked. <laughs> but yeah. we went to Destin and we stayed at uh, Fort Walton Beach and we liked that a lot better than Destin itself. So really? for anyone trying to go down there to Destin, Fort Walton Beach, we, we stayed at Airbnb and it was beautiful. Uh, yeah. uh, you know, the beach, it wasn't that hot, sandy beach that you're used to. So we had a really good time down there. Yeah, I, I loved it down there. I, I know Michigan, talking about Florida and then trying to compare that to Michigan right now, like that, you know, with it being wet and rainy and cold, but uh, maybe maybe uh, maybe one day I'll make it back down there. And I, I've always I've always wanted to go to Michigan. I want to go an, to Ann Arbor. I want to go up there and, and experience college football up there. I'd love to catch them play Ohio State. That's like, for anyone who's just a fan of college football, that is one of the games that you like have to make. I also would love to watch Clemson, South Carolina. Go watch your go watch your Clemson Tigers take it to the take it to the Gamecocks. Um, oh man, yeah, that that's it's definitely when people say hate week. My family in South Carolina, we're divided. So I mean, it's it we're straight down the middle, and we don't talk to each yeah. other that week. It's it's definitely when they say hate week in South Carolina. It's it's definitely hate week. Yeah, no, I I believe it. I, I see the stuff on Twitter. I saw the 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 back and forth between Clemson and and um, and South Carolina fans. It's not like Arkansas fans right now. This is just nothing. Like the the Mizzou, this fabricated, uh, manufactured rivalry with Mizzou is just not ever hit off on the right foot, and it still hasn't. So since we're on the topic, uh, first off, again, this is. This is uh, this is gonna be a short episode. We're not talking to. Uh, we're not gonna go too long on this one because we've we've got stuff going on, and obviously it's uh, Thanksgiving and everything. But let's start off with this Arkansas Mizzou game. Yes, we are gonna talk about that Georgia Tech basketball game uh, in in the uh, later on in the show. But let's start off with Arkansas Mizzou. They've got a quarterback. These guys are sitting at five and six. Uh, we know who their quarterback is. Uh, he's someone actually from your neck of the woods, from Clemson, Mr. Kelly Bryant, who chose to go to Mizzou over Arkansas. I don't know that that really benefited him at all, if you want my opinion. Uh, not just because Mizzou's got a bull band going on, but they're also like, what are they? What are they really playing for this year? I don't know. It's not like his numbers are that great. But tell us what you know about Kelly Bryant and what Arkansas can expect from from uh, what Mizzou's going to do on on Friday. You, Kelly Bryant, you know, he's he's dual threat you know he he done really good things for clemson you know he was 26 and 2 as a starter you know really but his passing game you know when they when they went up against alabama and i mean it was 24 6 you know he just couldn't pass the ball and and when you turn a quarterback into one dimensional and and just and he's not that fast he's not michael vick or you know uh or lamar jackson right so so it, it's hard to when you're you a defense like Alabama had and they just turned you into a one dimensional team. You're not going to be able to do much, and it showed in that game. Um, yeah. 
and and with the emergence of Trevor Lawrence and you know Dabo, there was a lot of heat that you know was brought up about this whole situation coming from a Clemson guy. There was a lot of heat that Dabo caught and and Kelly Bryant caught because you know he was a quitter and this and that you know because he left. But in this day and age with the transfer portal. I mean, Dabo gave him an out. He gave him the chance to be able to go somewhere else and, and, and be a guy and and shine somewhere else because he knew that he had his man in Trevor Lawrence, and we all see what he's doing at Clemson. You know, that's that everybody knows about that. So he yeah. went to Missouri, and he stated, you know, and a lot of people wanted him to go to Arkansas because of the, the Chad Morris connection, but he wanted to go somewhere else underneath a, a guy who thought – he could thrive underneath and, and bury Odom and, and try to, you know, up his draft stock. And so that's what he is. He's, he's dual threat. He's not much of a pass threat, but he can throw and, and burn you, you know, and Arkansas has been burnt by, by Ty story. So of course, you know, Kelly Bryant can definitely, can definitely torch you, you know, when he has to, but he's more of a runner than he is a passer. Yeah, and, and I've watched them play a little bit. He's they definitely seem a little limited. I know they've had injuries, and I know he's been dealing with a, I think a hamstring injury that he suffered from Kentucky. So I know it's not all on him, but it's 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 just not like this guy's lit the world on fire at Mizzou. And I've said since day one when he announced when I when I got word that he was going to Mizzou, I said it just doesn't make sense. I don't know that they're going to thrive with him at quarterback there, and I don't know that he's going to benefit much from going there he would have definitely benefited going somewhere that runs the rpo like chad morris wanted to do now looking back on it obviously hindsight's 2020 he he did better in terms of win loss right like he went somewhere that probably going to finish six and six compared to arkansas who's going to more than likely finish two and ten um so i guess from that aspect he made the better choice and i don't blame him for going there but i've said since day one it didn't make sense for him to go to Missouri. Yeah, and, and let's be real about it. He went to an SEC East school. He <laughs> he could have come to Arkansas, but yet it's an SEC West school where you're having to play Alabama, Auburn, Texas mm-hmm. A&M, LSU. And, and you, if you're going to try to boost your draft stock, you're not going to want to come to an SEC West school where, it, especially with the O-line problems that Arkansas has had, you're not going to benefit. He could have been yeah. injured in game two. So – he, he wanted to go to an SEC East school, and I think he chose Missouri because, of course, South Carolina is an SEC East. He wanted to, again, show that he could beat them, in which mm-hmm. they did, and, and, and then, again, try to boost his, his draft stock. But, I mean, yes, even with the bowl ban, Missouri would still have to win this game against Arkansas to become bowl eligible. Yeah. So I really think that this – this is their bowl game, and I think that's what, in the end, hurts Arkansas more than anything. I mean, I know that they have enough stacked against them as it is, but this, again, is going to be like their bowl game because of the bowl ban. Yeah. Well, speaking of Kelly Bryant, and uh, we'll touch on a little bit of what Mizzou's done this year, but he hasn't been terrible. Uh, 62% pass completion ratio. He's 181 completions at 292 attempts, 2,200 yards, uh but only 15 passing touchdowns with six sacks. He's been, or excuse me, six picks, 21 sacks. 
and this was what's surprising to me. I, I swear I thought he had more than just one rushing touchdown, touchdown, but that's all he's got. He's got so he's got sixteen touchdowns, six turnovers or t- picks. I don't know how many fumbles he has. Um, I don't see that number up in front of me. What is intriguing? Their leading receivers, Jonathan Nance, twenty-eight catches, four hundred twenty yards, three receiving touchdowns. Uh, and then next what up, does is, that name sound familiar to Arkansas fans? It uh, should very uh, very familiar. Tyler. Uh, Beatty leads them in uh, well no he's second I'm sorry he's got five touchdowns uh, their second leading receivers their tight end or, or touchdowns anyways Albert I cannot pronounce this guy's last name but he's a big time player for them Albert uh, good lord Aqua Aqua Boonum I got I don't know I don't even know why I tried that I shouldn't even hey, attempt you gave, that you, you gave it a shot That's I all gave it a shot <laughs> that's e right for effort. hey there you go um, but he's got six receiving touchdowns with 26 catches, 306 yards. Very Cheyenne O'Grady-like kind of numbers for him. Uh, they uh, they have struggled, obviously, Mizzou has. But this game being played down in Little Rock, I will be down there. I'm actually going to make this game. I'm going to be staying the night down in Little Rock, and I'll be I'll be at the I'll be at uh, I'll be at the game. Pretty excited, even though it's. Uh, it's, it's the first game I've been to in a little while. I can't remember the last time I was at a Little Rock game. It's been since the Petrino era. And, uh, I know Little Rock people don't want to hear that, but <laughs> that is the case. I haven't been down there in a while and it's, I get it. A lot of people are, I've already had this asked to me. Why are you even bothering to go down there to watch them lose to a bad Mizzou team? And it's like, you know what? I'm going to go because I want to support the guys. I want to at least do that. If I've got the ability to go, I should, I, I should at least try. So that's what I'm going to do. Um, but I'm looking yeah, forward and to I it. was going to go to the game. If I wasn't going to be here in Michigan, you know, my wife really wanted to come up and be with her family for Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And I was really trying to go to that game because the, the correlation between, you know, Kelly Bryant and, and Clemson, I wanted to go down there and cover the game to, you know, my cousin actually small world. My cousin actually went to high school with Kelly Bryant at Ren oh, high wow. school. And, and yeah. So, I mean, he, he's a big name. It's, it's almost like an Arkansas guy coming up through, and going to Arkansas and how we uplift him and, and still, you know, he's very well thought of in, in South Carolina still to those people at that high school. Now that's where it stops the people who went to high school because there's a lot of, you know, bad blood, but there's a lot of people that ran high school that really still, you know, think a lot of him. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, it's, it's, it's going to be fascinating to see too, that, you know, Kelly Bryant, this is this, these are the two schools that it came down to for him, you know Arkansas, Mizzou. So it's going to be fascinating to see how the. You remember when he showed up to Fayetteville last year, and he watched Arkansas get just absolutely pounced. But he was at a uh, he was on he was on Dixon Street having a good time, and I'm I'm sure he made some friends while he was here. Mizzou, by the way, they're riding a one, two, three, four, five game losing streak. They do have an SEC victory this year, and they actually beat West Virginia too. Not that that's saying a whole lot, but that's a power five victory at least uh, against a non-con. But Ole Miss is their lone SEC victory. But at Vandy, at Kentucky, at Georgia were all losses. Uh, They lost to Florida 23-6 at home, and then they lost to uh, Tennessee 24-20. Tennessee, who's apparently found some new life. They've actually turned things around. They're going to a bowl game. I wonder what that's like. That must must be a great feeling. But uh, I guess the only thing I'll say on this game – you know, and again, if you guys, if you're down there, well, you know what? By the time you listen to this, it'll be too late. But if you, I hope that if you saw me, you at least stopped and said hello. I had that uh, at the, uh, I've had that happen a couple of times out here in public around Springdale, Fayetteville. People are, 
uh, or I got one guy that DM'd me on Twitter a little while back. He said, yeah, I saw you at Walmart, but uh, you're, <laughs> how did he put it? You're, uh, you're big and scary or something. I'm like, dude, what? I'm big and scary? What the hell does that even mean? Frederick, you know who you are. I think you <laughs> judge, listen to our judge content. a book by its cover. Why don't you? I mean, really? Good grief! I've got a I've got a, a a niece that that called me Sasquatch one time, so I get that. But I mean, I'm I'm a nice guy. I promise, I'm warm and cuddly. But uh, yeah, <laughs> a big old teddy bear. Big old we'll teddy bear. Try to go to the grocery store today here in Michigan. We're getting uh, groceries for uh, the Thanksgiving dinner, and I'm I'm 37 and. Yeah. I have gray in my beard and all that. You know, kids, it'll do it to you, but oh, yeah. I got a senior discount. Oh, my so God. So you're talking about feeling old. Get what? you a senior discount at 37 years old. A yes. senior discount? <laughs> yeah. You don't yeah. look that old. I mean, you I look, know, but you look distinguished with the gray. Yeah. My wife always uh, says that's a good look in men because it makes them look distinguished. And I'm like, well, hell, I'm on my way then, apparently, to. <laughs> <laughs> to well, I, I took that seven dollar discount, and you know it, it is what it is. But man, when I see you see your discount on that screen, I was like, "Oh Lord, mercy!" <laughs> That's too funny. <laughs> oh man, I I would. Hey, look, I still get carded for beer somehow. So, and if I had to shave my beard, which I made that bet with uh, with the people in the Pictorial Network audience, if I had made that bet to shave my beard, if Arkansas had kept that game with LSU within twenty one, you would think that I was like twenty two. Like I've I've got a baby face. I'm not even gonna lie. So, uh, final thoughts on this Mizzou game? Yeah, obviously I'm gonna I'm gonna take a Mizzou to to win this bad boy. Uh, right now they're favored, according to ESPN's Football Power Index, they're favored at 82. percent The line right now, or the spread, excuse me, is actually under 14 points. I'm kind of I'm a little surprised by that. It's currently set at 12 and a half. Um, with the over under at fifty three and a half, uh, Porter, I'll start with you. Do you are you are you taking them against the spread? You know how it goes. Same routine every week. Are you taking them? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean it's just because like we had said earlier, you know, this is Missouri's bowl game. I mean it is, you know, that battle line or whatever they call it, trophy. Mm-hmm. And Missouri's had their way with Arkansas, you know, in in this game and. If Ty Story can come in and just torch this defense, and that's the thing, and I mean, and nothing against Ty Story. You know what? The man come in with a chip on his shoulder, and he did work. So, I mean, I sure give did. a lot of kudos to him. You know, because sure being an Arkansas kid in, in Franklin County, you know, at where I live in Ozark, you know, Charleston's right there south of the river, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, a Franklin County kid to come in and, and, and do work. To, you know, he had something to prove, so – you know, I think this is, you know, this is Kelly Bryant's last game as, as a collegiate player. If if he goes on to the NFL or XFL, whatever it may be, this is his last time to, to shine. So I I just really think they're going to put it on him yeah. because we still have the same person calling the defense. And sure that's do. what I said last week. It doesn't matter who you have at quarterback and what they can do and and. It, it seems like the same thing, even with this coaching change and, and, and Barry Lenny Jr. taking over the reins. We're still at the same point of the, a guy that hasn't even started is going to be the court, could be yeah. playing quarterback. So, yeah, I, I think Missouri's going to put it on him. Uh, I would like to, honestly, I'm going to say it's going to be like a 41 17 game. Yeah. That's, that's exactly that's where I'm at. I don't have Arkansas covering this game. 
Um, for literally, you just highlighted everything I was going to say. This is this is Kelly Bryant's last chance to to look like a Heisman, to look like someone who should be, you know, at least scouted and given a serious look by scouts and I'm, by by NFL scouts. I'm sure they already have, but this is an opportunity to go down to War Memorial and put it on a horrific Arkansas Razorback football team who's zero and seven in conference play, two and nine overall. They're, Mizzou's the better team, whether we want to admit it or not. Um, and I know that's the obvious thing to say, but it's still just it's just so depressing that you're here's Mizzou who's been down and you still haven't been able to 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 get some wins against this program. They have no business having a winning winning streak against Arkansas like they have, and they've got one. So it's going to be extended tomorrow or uh, uh, well, t- later today by the time some of you are listening to this. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, I've got them, I've, I've got them probably, I don't have an exact score, but I'm somewhere in that neighborhood as well. Probably like a 40 to, uh, 40 to 14 kind of game, 40 to 20. If they're lucky, I will say this, I'm going to make one projection trail on Burks this year. Somehow, somehow 28 catches 400 and I think 69 yards has zero touchdowns this year. I think mm-hmm. that I think that breaks. I think that I, I think don't know they, what's more crazy is he has zero touchdowns, mm-hmm. or we have a running back with a thousand yards rushing. I know. What's more wild? That's a good point. That that's a damn good poll, actually. What's more bizarre, strange? If they have a thousand yard rusher with, I think he's got eight rushing touchdowns um, on just 160 carries, or Traylon Burks sitting over here with almost 500 yards receiving and zero touchdowns. How's that even possible? That's unreal. That just so I, shows you what kind of heart that he has. You know, he's like, "Look, I'm going to get mine." I can't believe I'm drinking my my uh, the the spiced apple drink here. It's really good. It's really tasty. And yes, I did put a little. I spiked it just a little bit. By God, uh, no work in the morning. Why not? Uh, I'm on I, vacation. I, I'm with you, man. <laughs> I think we've both been we've both been tipping back a little bit. Uh, I I I I think that that snaps. I think Traylon Burks gets his first touchdown down Little Rock. I do. Yeah. It's going to be interesting because I want to see Raheem Boyd. I want to see him just ball out against Mizzou. I want Burks to have a good game. Uh, these guys, really quick. We'll, we'll, the last thing we'll say here. I'm going to go over their numbers really quick. They average. They only give up 20 points a game. I don't know how they only give up 20 points. That's in this day and age in this college football environment. That's actually pretty impressive. Um, they don't do much on offense. They, they rank 75th in passing offense at 226 yards per game and 152 yards per game on the ground, ranking them 82nd overall uh, rushing. And then their points for their, their um, 28 points per game. Is it not crazy that every time we mention that how horrible a team has done on offense, that they just come out and have the game of their life against Arkansas. It, it's almost like that kid coming out of high school that sends in his tape or his huddle to schools that they're going to send it against Arkansas because Arkansas's defense makes anybody look good. Well, they're, they're, um, they're get right week is what I've said before on on uh, on the Big Trail Network live show on YouTube. It's the get-right week. It's the week where it's like, okay, we need to make some adjustments for the rest of the season so we can kind of experiment and get things right this week because we play a horrific Arkansas football team. And that's it's just embarrassing. I'm ready for that to be over with. As far as coaching speculation, look – uh, we're getting it. All, all three of us are getting people hitting us up daily about, well, here's what we know, and this is what's going on, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and I don't want to discredit anybody. For those of you who have been hitting me up and listening to the podcast, look, I, 
Like we have to take everything with a grain of salt that we hear everywhere and just hope that maybe something throw it up against the wall and hope that it sticks. I really have no idea what they're going to do with the coaching search. I don't know who they're hiring. Like Peck, you and I were talking before the uh, before the podcast. Hunter Yurchak is playing this one very close to the to, to the chest, and he's probably not letting out anything. Yeah, so, definitely, definitely. But and then he's even stated that, and I think we've we've discussed that on the previous show where we did. where me and you have talking. You know, yep. he's 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 kept it to himself. So unless he's ready to make a hire, the 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 people don't know what what's going on. And I think they're just trying to hopefully that, you know, it's basically what these people, and I don't blame them, you know, because everybody in the media wants to be that first person to say, Hey, I told you so, or I called it, you know? Yep. So we're oh, not, God, yeah. you know, we're not, we're not hating on anybody, but I think when it comes to it is we're blindfolded and we're throwing a dart at the dartboard. That's, mm-hmm. that's what it comes down to this state. Now, next week after this game, it, it, it could come down to whoever, he hires, and it might be somebody that everybody's been talking about, or it might be a a, a candidate that's out in left field like the Muslim hires. So next week is really going to be when, after this game's over with and we get out of you know our regular season, that's when everything's going to be like, okay, now what are we hearing? What, right. What's really going on? Mm-hmm. So, and I, I, I do feel for our fans that we have here at the Hog Talk podcast that, you know, they're wanting to come to us for information. But I don't want to be that person that's just throwing the name out there just to say, well, here, here it is. This is what right. we think it's going to be. Mm-hmm. I won't do it because honestly, and I think I speak for me, you and Jacob, we don't have any clue on who it's going to be. No, I have no idea. I, again, I have. And what happened, I remember how this went last time, although I've gained a lot of reliable people since then, but when Chad Morris was hired, I could tell there was a drift all of a sudden when all the information I was getting, you know, a day before he was hired was all of a sudden lighting up, and I kept seeing his name over and over and over in my DMs, uh, my friends texting me. Like, and all of a sudden you kind of got, okay, there's a lot of smoke around this. Is this legit? And the same thing with Musselman. All of a sudden, and now that was more like, I think the morning of I got the text, or maybe it was that afternoon. I can't really remember. But I knew a few hours before, like, oh, shit, they got their guy. Pardon my language. Earmuffs, kiddos. Um, but they got their guy. And all of a sudden, like, all the names, everyone kind of lined up at the same time. It was kind of the same name. That's when I'll start, like, okay, here's what sounds like there could be some legitimacy. That's when I'll go public with it. And, and speak out. And I mentioned that on the live show, but I'm not going to sit here and play this, you know. Uh, oh, no, here's here's this guy, and this is what we're doing. This sound, He's my guy. This is what's going on. He, this is the most, you know, speculated coach that's been talked about with me. I'm not doing that. Not until everybody's on the same page. And right now, that's not what's happening with, with the people that I've been able to, that I've been fortunate enough to talk with. I'm not getting that sense. I've not heard, I'll be real with people. I have not heard Kiffin, um, and I have not heard Norvell. I've not even heard they've been interviewed. It doesn't mean it's not happening, and it doesn't mean that it's not those two guys, but I'm going to tell you those are two names that I have not heard that have been interviewed. So, you know. Yeah, and, to, and, and to add on that, especially like with Kiffin, and we'll talk that, about that for a second, is my personal opinion, if there was anybody who was wanting to gain from Arkansas and, and where everything's at as a program, it would be Kiffin. You know, he could possibly sit here being trolling and – and 
taken FIU off his or FAU off his Twitter bio, you know, bio, and he could take another job. And he he's coaching SEC, so he knows how gullible and how passionate this fan base is. So he if he does this and then starts liking, you know, people's comments and and, and tweeting back at hog fans and stuff and they start getting that hope that he's coming he could be playing right in the into their hands and not even have once thought about coming to arkansas and like i said the you know the other week he could very well come to arkansas but let saban retire and he would jump ship for that alabama job or if another job come open that's higher profile so that's what really concerns me about Kiffin is his loyalty. You know, we need a guy who's going to come in and build this program and get it back to where it needs to be a bowl eligible team every year. And that's what scares me about him is he could get us there, but he would, I think he would just throw us to the side in a heartbeat for another job. I I do think that eventually that will weigh on him if, let's say, he is the guy. And again, I, we, we weren't going to go too far with this because we don't think that he is. Right now, we don't. But if he were to be the guy, I, I, I don't know that... Because eventually you get that reputation and it starts to stick and the last thing you want uh, is is to kind of be known as the job hopper. But I think Arkansas is going to be pretty competitive. I think that's something we'd have to also kind of factor in that Arkansas does not let. Like, when was the last time a head coach hopped to another job, a bigger and better job? And and I can remember the Houston Nut days. The LSUs were coming or were coming and, and trying to snag him. Hell, even for for the athletic director, and I know that's a different position, but Jeff Long was wanted by Stanford and uh, Arkansas, the university, the board, Chancellor didn't let that happen. It's not easy to come into Arkansas and take what they want, especially when the fans, uh, when that coach has full support of the fans. I think that's something we'd have to factor in. But I'm with you, and like I said last time here. That would make me a little bit concerned if a job like Alabama did open up. But also, what there's a lot of if ands or buts there as well because who are the other candidates? Maybe they wouldn't want. Maybe they'd try to go after Dabo at Clemson. We know his connection to Alabama. Let's, I know that probably let's not wouldn't say happen. That. Let's, let's not say that. I don't, <laughs> I don't want. No, no, we're not going there with that. You, and I won't go into details on why because everybody knows why. But I just right. no. I won't go into that because we could spend 20 minutes on that conversation. Well, but, but you get what I'm saying, though. Alabama yes, exactly. probably yes, would yes, absolutely yes. want to go after someone like that, whereas yes. Kiffin would be at Arkansas trying to rebuild. And, the yeah, and definitely here. that could happen because with how – I don't know the full details on how Kiffin left Alabama, but there was a lot of bad blood because, I mean, there was there was a chip on Kiffin's shoulder when he left thinking that he could have beaten Clemson if he would have stayed there and not took another job, yeah. you know, and he, he said that he said, if I would have been there and prepped for Clemson, I would have beat them. Whether that's true or not, I'm going to say no, because of course mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm biased. I'm a Clemson fan, but right. you know, um, he's that one off of all the candidates that I would think would job hop or go somewhere else. He is just yeah. that one that I would say that he would job hop. Yeah. Yeah. Again, we're, we're not, we're not endorsing him, nor are we saying that we believe he's going to be the guy, but that is someone who, I mean, he has, he's been all over social media, Kiffin Leach. He's been one of those staple names 
Um, I'm surprised Campbell seems to have kind of made, he's made a comeback on social media. Like people are, and I've seen that in our discord too. People are like, wait, you know, but I'm hearing Campbell. I'm hearing Campbell. I'm hearing Campbell. So I don't know. We'll have to, we'll have to wait and see. This is going it's to be a headache for the week. I mean, we're going to hear, I mean, uh, we've yeah. heard Kiffin, we've heard Leach, we've right. heard Campbell. It's all mm-hmm. about who, who are the, the people that the, the trusted media are throwing out on a, on a certain day, you right. know, and I know we, we, we give a lot of credit to uh, Ruskin and Zach on our podcast, but they do shed a, a different light than the other people. And they do say, look, listen, they, I mean, they tell it how it is and they do that flavor of the week and they, they do the nonsense stuff. And I think that's at this point in time, it's, it's all nonsense on when it comes to who's going to be the next coach. It is because it's like you said, it's a different flavor of the week. And it's just like, I, I don't buy into any of it. Like I said, especially since being on this Sitting on this side of the aisle, being, I don't know, I have a hard time saying that I'm a quote-unquote member of the media, but sitting on this side of the aisle, and you know I've you know, we're all pretty well dialed in since the hog talk has really blown up and my days with YouTube, I've, I've been fortunate enough to run into some pretty good contacts. And being on this side of the aisle, it, I don't know how to say it, but it's like you, you just approach things differently and it's it's – now it's like I'm not going to buy into the hype because I kind of feel like I, I have an idea of what's about to happen. And uh, I think you and I are on the same page. It feels like it's going to be a left field higher um, out, of, out, of, out of left field. So anyways, let's move on to this, to this unbelievable basketball game with Arkansas really quick before we close this thing out. Um, Arkansas, and I'm sorry if you hear my kids, we have a house full of children staying the night, cousins and, and so on and so forth. Um Hey, it's holiday season. I'm, it is. I'm stuck in the laundry room because I've got kids and nieces <laughs> and nephews out in another room. So I, I get it. So yeah. look, I mean, we do this raw, and if if our fans understand, we're we're dads and fathers just like mm-hmm. you are. So they they know what it's all about. Yeah. So uh, all right, Arkansas plays Georgia Tech. They take that thing into overtime. I don't know if you got if you got a chance to to watch the entire game. Yes, I watched it. Oh my gosh, it oh, felt like mercy. Arkansas was was going to find a way to lose that game. I was so damn impressed, and I I can remember saying that even if. I was talking to my dad, or no, not my dad. I was talking to a, a, another friend of mine, texting him back and forth. He's a diehard Hog fan, knows way more about Razorback basketball than I do. And he and I are going back and forth. And I'm like, man, I think they're going to find a way to lose this damn game, even though they had a pretty decent little lead there. I think it was like eight points at the time. And, and sure enough, Georgia Tech made some adjustments at halftime. Um, Arkansas was shooting kind of iffy at three-point range. They finished 7 of 23 at 30%. Uh, but they they were shooting like at the time I think they were shooting like thirty percent from the field or something and it ended up shooting thirty eight percent. But I I just felt like this thing they're gonna find a way to screw this up and lose this game. But I'm still proud of them the fight that they have shown. And let's be honest, they probably lose this game at least seven to eight times out of ten because of that overtime because of that last second shot uh, by Mason Jones. Um, I feel like they probably would have lost that thing. And someone on our Discord said they lose this game nine times out of ten. There might be some truth to that because it took a last-second Hail Mary shot to win the thing. Um, had he not made that, obviously Arkansas would have lost. But I was really impressed. Something nobody has talked about. Uh, Arkansas wins this game with getting zero points off the bench. Zero. Uh, now, mm. they only had ten. Georgia Tech had ten. They had uh, they had ten points off the bench, but again, they end up. Arkansas wins this thing, sixty-two to sixty-one. Uh, they shot 
horrible from three-point range there for a little while, and they kind of came around, and they ended up, like I said, 7 of 23, shooting 30%. Free throw line there, 68%, the exact same percentage that uh, Georgia Tech was. Uh, what did you think, Porter, going into overtime? Did you feel like Arkansas was going was gonna to lose this thing, or were you just kind of were you hopeful and sticking to your guns, believing they had a shot? Or at oh, least yeah, I was definitely it, hopeful. I mean, definitely hopeful. And and for our fans that follow me on Discord, you know, I was going back and forth with people because they were like, <laughs> oh, here we go again. We're going to lose. I had this feeling that they were going to win the game because, I mean, they we had addressed the issue of the, the size and they had bigs. Yes, they had a guy out with, with an ankle injury and, and I'm not going to lie, the guy that got fouled out, Devo, was that was that his name? Devo? Yeah, yeah, that was Okay, you know, he fouled out in, in, in overtime. So, yes, that definitely – I'm not going to sit here and say that there were some things that really helped Arkansas and win the game. And, of course, that prayer of a shot that if you look at it, the guy was, you know, millimeters away from blocking that shot, yeah. you know, and it banked in. So – I can't sit here and say that, oh, for a fact, I knew that shot was going in. But I just had a hunch that they were going to win this game because they had already, you know, had this size disadvantage and they were still sticking around. I'm looking at the positives of, you know, the fight, the discipline. And, oh, and what Musselman preaches is discipline. Now, then again, here I am contradicting myself. And that last play of, you know, Musselman wanted them to take it to the hole. Saw that. Yeah. And and they took a three. So, I mean, now that can come back to bite them in the ass on later on down the road. But for this game, this game in question, they had a lead, had the lead taken away from them, and they fought back to win the game. I mean, that yeah. right there and on the road. So they have not won a true power five on the road game since 2004. Mm. Is that what it was? Years, oh, yes. 15 years. So I don't care what it was. Luck, prayer. They won the game, and they have not done that since 2004. So if that doesn't speak to the discipline that, you know, Coach Musselman's doing to these this team, yes, and again, I'm not saying take this and now we're on automatic one seed or we're going to win a national championship. I'm right. saying that this is a different program. In year one, he's already making things, uh, of course, with the recruiting, but with the gameplay and just this game in question, how they fought back. They would have lost this game. They lost the game last year at home. Yep. They would have definitely lost this game last year if it had been at Georgia Tech by 10, you know, yeah. it, it, at least just – that's my personal opinion. Yeah, I I'm with you on that too. I think last year, no matter you could have played that thing, uh, or, or, or anywhere, and especially losing it at home is bad enough. But you, you know, um, I, I, the fight is in this team that they didn't have last year. Obviously, the defensive play is unbelievable. They held these guys two of eleven at three point range. That's at sub twenty percent shooting at three point range, um, at eighteen percent on eleven three three point attempts. Um, so uh, the hustle, the the want to, the fighting to get back on defense and trying to attack the boards, and I will say, the uh, <laughs> the shooting yourselves out of trouble. I wonder how that looks when you when you're up against better talent. Because Georgia Tech, let's be honest, we have to we have to understand that this was not obviously it wasn't a one against a high rank 
ACC basketball team. Okay. Um, I think they're going to play a lot more teams in the SEC that are better than Georgia Tech. I'm not trying to devalue their win, even though I am doing that, but I'm not, I'm not trying to. But Georgia Tech wasn't disciplined enough um, to find a way around Arkansas's defense, and they weren't disciplined enough to take advantage of their, of their clear size advantage. They weren't able to do it, and a lot of that does have to do with Arkansas. But and I think that comes down to overall talent at Georgia Tech. I don't think they're a tournament team. Most preseason magazines that I've read don't even think they're a, they're not even an NIT caliber team. Um, maybe they, that changes. It is very early, kind of hard to tell. But I wonder when you get into SEC play, when you're starting to play the teams that have size and, and better talent, if they're going to still stick with that, let's shoot ourselves, uh, let, let's shoot our way out of trouble. I don't know if that's going to work. And that's and a it might not. It, it, it might not work, but that it, at least here's the deal. At least, and we we see, and I'll bring football into this. We see the the inconsistency of what they're doing with the football program, and they started four or five different quarterbacks, and and they're they, they're still trying to find their way. They're still trying to find their identity. In, in the last game of the season, they're trying to find their identity. Okay, but at least here in the basketball at least they know their identity okay we know what we have we're going to try to beat you if we don't we don't but at least they know their identity and they're going to go one way and that's it they're not trying to be somebody one game and then be something else the next game well that didn't work let's change it up i, I really think the muscleman i mean i think i'm trying to think of what game it was but when the game was over they already had game notes on the next team yeah, no, it was after. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, it was so, after their I mean, game on the, Friday. The identity, yeah, and so the game is already there. Whether it's yeah. a, a, a Georgia Tech or a, a Kentucky, but I'm thinking this is going to be, a, and this is the only reason why. And I'm not trying to be a sunshine pumper or say they're going to make the <laughs> NCAA tournament. Okay, yeah. but when you have a team like Stephen F. Austin, who normally that caliber team, they get hot when their conference tournament and make the NCAA tournament by winning their conference tournament, but they went to Duke and beat Duke. Yeah. They were a 20-point dog and still beat. And and here's the thing. If I have one complaint, why is it when if Duke gets beat, it's excuses. Well, he double dribbled. or You were a 20-point underdog at home, and you let a team like Stephen F. Austin beat you. You turned the ball over, and it happened. You got beat. But even teams like that are playing – they're playing March basketball in November, and I think if Arkansas is playing this type of basketball in November, I'm excited to see what type of basketball they're going to play in February and March. Mm-hmm. I really am. And That's, whether that transitions into wins mm-hmm. and they make the NCAA tournament or right. not, but I am excited. to. See. That's the thing. Hog fans, this is what you've been waiting for. Excitement. Well, I, I I think that's pretty well said. Um, I can't argue with any of that because that's that's really well said. I I am again talent and size. I'm still concerned. I know there's people that are that are tired of hearing that from the media and from us. It's still it's still something that you need to think about. Um, but having saying that, if they are playing, and I think they are, I think that's what Arkansas is doing right now. I think they're playing that February kind of basketball, like what 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 Mike Anderson would do. Only in February, but they would, or, or they would disappear in January, and they would 
they wouldn't do much in December, and then January comes along, they're they're not so great, and they're playing catch up in the month of February, just to make it into March and to make some 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 noise and get into the tournament. If they continue this kind of consistency, if they continue to play this kind of ball, and it looks like February March ball to me, I I mean you can't argue. I mean the most three points they've allowed all year is three. That's incredible. That yeah. is unbelievable. And I, I and I will say you can't go ten minutes without scoring. That's, no, that's I will say that you can't go ten that minutes what without scoring. In yeah. the second yeah, half was, into overtime, was, was it? Well, they didn't score but one basket in overtime, and that was that three point. Yeah, right. Okay. But I didn't know it was ten minutes. Yeah, a ten. Basket. It was over ten minutes. So I didn't know that's that. That's the one knock I'll have. You know, you can't expect yeah. to go in SEC play and, and that, go. That goes back to sticking to your guns. And, yep. and look, that's not going to fly against some of these better teams in the SEC, but. I knew it was a long time. I didn't know it was that long. Um, that's yeah, that can't happen. And uh, I'll take a loss. And and hog fans, they can they they can probably agree with me. You, you'll take a loss knowing you just got beat. Mm-hmm. And 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 they gave it their all. They they shot their hearts out and they gave it all. And they stuck to their guns, opposed to they gave up or they just didn't. They weren't prep prepared for the team or they you know. They were up eight at halftime and then lost by 20. I mean, yeah. at least with this team, if, and I'm just saying this, you know, even if they don't make the NCAA tournament, at least we know that this year's team, they're going to fight tooth and nail till the end. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I agree with that. There, there, there's, there's so much fight in this team and it doesn't seem to matter. They're, they're giving their all every single possession. Musselman is coaching every single possession, every single. Uh, every single pass, he is coaching them up. He's getting side. He's getting uh, half court warnings. He's getting texts. That's gonna. You're gonna need to calm down once you know we get later on into the season. But at the same time, I don't want him to calm down. Keep it no, coming. No, no, because the keep dude's going into the stands after the game doing hog. Oh, that I about, love. That I yeah, love. heck yeah. And don't he's going the up there technical. about knocking people out. I mean, when he's doing the hog call, somebody's within reach of him. He's gonna knock him out. Yeah, <laughs> but that's what you want. You want right. that yeah, fight. Just don't, you want like I that. said, don't let it turn into technicals. Let's hold back on that. But I love the enthusiasm. Arkansas oh, I'm talking about after the game. After the buzzer, oh, yeah. his enthusiasm. Right. I'm not saying go out there and get teed up. But right. then again, there, there is that time, that one-off where you get a technical, you, it, you're doing it because you're sticking up for your team. Right. You oh, know, yeah. that's yeah. where that comes into play. And, that, and yeah. there's a lot of times where that, I think he would be that type. He's like, I'm going to get a tee to sit there and spark my guys. Yeah. But I don't think – I think that his players know that he, he's he got their back. I, mm-hmm. I think that the players on the team – and you want to talk about – and I'll say this and I'll end it with this. If you want the definition of bought in, you look at these players and how they see Musselman. I think they are fully bought in yeah, to they what are. he is doing in Arkansas. There's no doubt about that. They're absolutely bought in. You can see that. You see that through through six games. I will say this. There was a moment there in the second half. I think it was one of their it was their final possession uh, before overtime, and he didn't call a timeout. And I, I wanted to bring that up here really quick. That was a little bizarre to me. You could have called a timeout. He's known for someone to, to draw up some really good set plays coming out of a timeout. And instead, he let the uh, he let it run in the second half. Ended up, it didn't matter. You know, again, hindsight is twenty twenty after all. But I I don't know if that was by design. If he just wanted to let these guys figure it out for themselves on the floor, I, I'd rather him have have 
I'm pretty sure he had a timeout to burn there, and I kind of wish he had and maybe drawn well, something and, up. And but see, this is where I'll disagree with you on, and this is just because of who Musselman is. Mm-hmm. If they're ending a game and they've already got a game plan on Georgia Tech, he's already went over. Okay, if we're in this position and we're in a last shot position, if he is counting passes, if he's counting, okay, we passed the ball 264 times in one game. If you don't think he already knows what he wants to do with his team in a last-second shot mm-hmm. position, and here's another thing. If you don't call a timeout, you're not giving your te- the other team time to prepare for what you're doing. If you already know what you're going to do, don't call a timeout. I'm all for not calling a timeout because that gives the other team to know if they've prepped for you – okay, well, in this position, they're more than likely going to run this screen to this shooter and give him a shot. Right. You know, so I'm, I am a totally for him not calling a timeout because that just shows his trust. And, yes, he was calling for them to drive, and, and it didn't play out how he wanted to, but yet he still showed faith in his guys that, they are going to take control of this game and get it done, and it worked out. They ended up winning the game in overtime. It was a fabulous win. Big-time victory on the road. They're 6-0. and I think they should be ranked, if you want my opinion. They're going to take on Northern Kentucky, the Norse. They're 5-2, and 2 and away. They have one away from home. They're 2-1. and one. I don't know a whole lot about them, but right now Arkansas's favorite at 92%. Um, obviously, I don't have any other information beyond that, so I don't know. I can't give you the betting lines and everything, but yeah, I'll, Arkansas should easily win that bad boy. I Never say never. I know we shouldn't do that, especially with early early on in the basketball season, but that game is going to be on the 30th on SCC Network at 4 p.m. Central. I think that's going to do it for us here on this episode. Uh, Porter, any last words, anything else to say before we before we hang it up? Oh, man, definitely. I, I just want to give a shout-out to our, our, our fans and, and, and wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving, uh, safe travels, um, you know, we are thankful here at the Hog Talk podcast for all of our fans, and we have a lot to be thankful for. It's all about spending time with your family. I'm I'm in Michigan, spending time with with my family and and my wife. So, huge shout out to to all of our fans, and and a happy Thanksgiving. Same here. Ditto. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody from us here at the Hog Talk podcast. Hope you guys, if you're traveling, uh, just like Porter is, I hope. Porter, you're safe on your way back home, and for all you Hog fans out there as well, be careful. Uh, be mindful of those other drivers. That's usually you never think it's going to be you until it is you, so just keep a keep an eye out and uh, call an Uber if, you, if you're out celebrating after, uh, after the Mizzou game as well. If you're out in Little Rock, uh, be careful. So, yep, that's going to do it. Thanks again. Uh, this went a little longer than we anticipated, but, hey, that's what makes it great, and uh, I really appreciate the time with Porter and Jacob, and, and hopefully Jacob will be on the next episode. He's just been really, really busy lately, so hopefully he's back with us on Sunday, and we'll, we'll get him back in here. But, anyways, thanks again. Woo Pig, and we'll see you on the next one. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.